welcome to Simple Tech Talk, innovative topics and creative introductions to the marketplace. Hey, friends and listeners, welcome back to Simple Tech Talk, where we take what can be considered complex and break it down into easy to understand language. Today, we are honored to have founder, chairman, and CEO of Board Active, Mr. Doug Pittman. Welcome to the show, Doug. Hey, thanks, Joy. I appreciate you bringing me on. Absolutely. You know, one thing I've noticed is you probably don't sleep. You're at the office by 5 a.m. Where did all this come from, man? Yeah, it started a, quite a few years ago, as a matter of fact. Uh, I'm actually a son of a pig farmer wow. in Georgia. And my dad and I were always up by 5 o'clock. That was first before school, work, for his job. It was just the way it worked. I'm an early riser, and that's the way I was trained. Another one was in back in high school, and I had a uh, high school football coach that played under Bear Bryant that uh, believed uh, just like he was a like he was Bear Bryant, and he would have us out on the field at six, seven o'clock in the morning, and uh, and we were practicing for those two a days, and so I was just raised that way. The son of a pig farmer. How did that transition into your professional career? Well, it's it's hard work. I was just raised that in order to get something accomplished, it had to. It, it's not going to be easy. So hard work was the way. And it just carried me through all the way through my career. So here we are several years later. Tell us about the gap in between your schooling years and where you are now. It started out, I was, I was actually doing landscaping years ago. And then I met a gentleman doing one of those jobs that said, hey, you are a good salesman. And uh, he said, if you ever give up on this career, which he was an older gentleman, he said, if you ever give up on this career, please come see me because I want the opportunity for you to work with me. Wow. Two years later, I ended up taking him up on that offer, and he was uh, with Canon USA. So we, we actually went to work for him, and, and I shot up through their programs really, really quick. It was a learning experience. In the copier industry, they teach you like no other industry. Mm. And so my copier sales career really set my career in focus. What happened was I would advance in the in the copier industry, and, and then I did some things with some bigger brands, and, and I made a decision after really, really doing very well in the industry that I wanted to do something on my own. Wow. I didn't care what it was. I wanted to do something on my own. So I branched out, and I started selling pens and pencils and staplers and everything, kind of like Office Depot with a catalog through a wholesaler out of Nashville. And it started where I was selling pens, pencils and all of that and doing really, really well. And they were giving me a lot of orders. Back then, fax machines was was new and Packer Bell computers was still being sold and leading edge technology and stuff like that. So I started back in the 80s selling that technology. People were wanting to buy computers out of that catalog and I sold a lot of computers out of that catalog. Holy cow. It was amazing uh, the number of orders that I was receiving. That was right after IBM went and started selling computers so you could buy a computer for a decent price. So I went to work with doing that and just made a lot of money. And uh, I went into a wholesale company that actually did built to spec. That company was Pinex, and they were a wholesaler out of Alpharetta, Georgia. And we, we worked together with those guys as a, a investor type deal. That's where I learned what a hard drive was, a, a RAM, a floppy drive, a this, a that. I progressed that. I learned how to be in the computer industry early on. It was before the Internet. 
Wow. Before Al Gore invented it. <laughs> so, but anyway, it built up to where a lot of companies were buying from us. That's back when you could actually send out fax orders and stuff like that. Advertising was done by fax. Mm. And so you would do a creative and you'd put in a fax machine and you had all these numbers built in, pre-programmed into your fax machine and you would send out a one-page creative and boom, you would get orders. Wow. It was really amazing type stuff. I really enjoyed that. But after that, I actually had consumers wanted to, to buy our product, and they wanted to be able to buy a computer. And so I opened up a couple of retail computer stores. It was really, really amazing. We we done really, really well for a couple of years on those. And I had a, a long story short, we had a, a something that these companies never did back then, which was one-on-one service. We would you, A customer could bring his computer in, and he could get service right there on the spot. Yeah, and then take his computer home, and it was fixed, and so there was no issue as far as service goes. So it built up really well. And I had a guy come out of Atlanta, saw that we were doing very, very well. He'd been watching us for several months, and he he made the decision he wanted to buy us. And I told him it was not for sale. And he's like, yeah, everything's for sale. (laughs) And so we brought his lawyer in. He sat at the table, and he pulled out his um, envelope, and boom, it was four times more than I wanted for those stores. It was just really a tough decision because I was about to expand. I was wanting to franchise those those units and uh, because we had a really, really good solution for the consumers and the corporate customers, I ended up selling. It's one of those decisions, though, looking back on it, I kind of uh, regretted uh, because I was tired. I was I was worn out and I actually should have taken a two-week vacation and I probably would have gotten 10 times more than I wanted. It was. It's just one of those decisions where you look back over time and say, man, what, what could have been? Wow. So it was a learning curve for me down the road to, to where I was. But after that, I went into become a certified Microsoft CNE. That was the thing back then. You, were, you wanted to be Microsoft certified. So I took that and learned how to program and the such. I learned how to do bat systems. When I did that, I actually went to work for a company and I was in sales, but I, I learned even more how to do batch through these little handheld devices and such. And so that was really, that was in early 2000s and I enjoyed that. It was a learning experience and, and I made some big sales and I made a lot of money on that. But the guy that had owned the company actually sold it to another group and, and it, it kind of pretty much destroyed the, the whole culture of the company. I didn't want to be there anymore. So I left that company and kind of did things on my own for a little while and uh, I did some uh, network support work and did that for a couple of years to where I was doing kind of like a contractor basis for for companies. And I actually uh, developed uh, some software programs out there and sold them to some big companies. But I did that for several years. And this is a long story short, but then I was taking the my son over to Sanford University over in Birmingham, Alabama. Me and him and my wife at that time were traveling on I-20, and we saw this beautiful creative on the interstate. And we were like, God, that was beautiful, but what the heck? Who was it? Mm. What did they say? What did that? What was that creative about? I mean, it was really beautiful. But and we talked about it for a few minutes, and it was like, you know, we weren't going to go up to the next intersection, turn around, go back, and look at that creative. <laughs> sure. And that's the entrepreneur in me, the spirit and drive that I've had all these years picked up. And it was like, wait a minute, there's got to be a way to bring this back so that I can find out about that creative and find out who that brand is and find out how I can interact with that particular brand. 
at that time, you know, GPS and all like that was really beginning, and nobody really had a, their handle on it at all. Uh, it was just a, a, an up-and-coming technology. So I did some research and some development on it. I, I worked with a couple of groups, and we did some testing, and we figured out what GPS was all about and what lat-long was all about and, and how it would work. I actually had my son. He would do trips, and I would have him writing down what latitude and longitude a particular bill, a sign or something is. Hmm. And so it was just really creative how I thought the whole process through. But I finally made a decision. You know what? After doing a lot of market research, I made a lot of a decision that, you know, there might be something to this. Long term, this could really be a powerful solution. At the time, I thought it was going to be an app. I said, you know, we're going to build an app, we're going to, uh, we're going to geofence a particular location, and we're going to let them get into our network, and, and then we'll geofence it, and then they can send down creatives, and people would buy it. I worked it, worked it, did a lot of research on it, and uh, went to a lot of shows and stuff like that, and just kind of kicked it around. But I went down to a, a particular brand one day, a particular out-of-home company one day, and we were talking. And they told me, Doug, you got a great thought and a great process, but he said, it's not going to happen. I was like, what? I said, what do you mean? And they said, no brand is going to allow you to put your name on their label or their brand. You're not going to be able to overlay that. And I thought about it. It was right. It was probably one of the turning points of my career. As I was driving back to Atlanta from that, and it was a, probably about a 10-hour drive, I thought to myself, I said, how are we going to do this? So what happened was, as I got there, I, I called one of my investors, and I told him what we were going to have to do, and what, the, the explanation was, we're going to have to turn our, our platform into a software. And it was quiet on the other end for quite a while, because everybody knows that that is a very massive amount of money in order to turn that curve. I actually turned the app to a, uh, a software. Man, that sounds like a huge transition with an awesome story behind it. We're coming up against the end of this show, but what we'd like to do is to continue this chat and get into all the intricacies that is your company, Board Active. And Doug, I would absolutely love to talk about all of the challenges that you have overcome as a business owner. So let's get back at it on August 1st. Sound good? That's great. Hey, friends and listeners, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of Simple Tech Talk. Subscribe anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so much more. And check out our homepage, boardactive.com. Thanks again. Take care and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Simple Tech Talk. Visit us online at boardactive.com and follow us on the socials. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.